Welcome back, Heming Bronax, to the podcast. Talking about whoop, Anna Letitia Barbald. I am holding a baby. So if you hear some baby noises, uh, it's because he's currently squirming, squirming around in my arms. Say hi, Toby. <laughs> Can't talk yet. He's only nine days old. Um, Anna Barbald. The poem's called Life, but ironically it was about death, which is such fertile poetic ground. Oh, buddy. Uh, Swim says, I'm a fish. He says, kudos to Acoustic Eels for his fill-in. Absolutely. What a legend. Thank you so much. Davey Bone says, welcome back, Ander. And of course, Swim has also given us the... Thanks, Davey Bones. <clears throat> Swim has also given us the little rundown on our poet about uh, Anna Barbald. Um, oh, <laughs> you will soon adjust to your new life of sleep deprivation, lol. Thanks, Swim. I think I'm adjusting. I really don't do well without sleep, so... Oh, wish me luck. Why are you so squirmy now? As soon as I press the record button. Would you like a dummy? Would you like a dummy? There you go. Okay. Barbol was renowned in her time as an educator and a literary critic as well as a poet. By 30, she had published her first book of poems. The volume went through four editions in one year and secured the attention of a literary establishment. Bubble was a trailblazer. Her career spanned numerous periods in British literary history. Her work promoted the values of the Enlightenment and sensibility, while her poetry made a founding contribution to the development of British Romanticism. Barbol was also a literary critic. Her anthology of 18th century novels helped to establish the canon as it is known today. However, the publication of 1811, in 1812, which criticised Britain's participation in the Napoleonic Wars, received negative reviews, after which she continued to write poetry but not publish in the public sphere. Barbol's reputation was further damaged when, she, when many of the romantic poets she had inspired in her, the heyday of the French Revolution turned against her in their later, more conservative years. Barbol was removed... Oh, sorry. Barbol was remembered only as a pedantic children's writer in the 19th century and largely forgotten in the 20th, until the rise of the feminist literary criticism in the 1980s renewed interest in her works and restored her place in literary history. Wow. Imagine being that far ahead of your time. That it's, it's a century, or nearly two centuries later that it circles back around and people are like, oh, actually, you kind of had a point. My bad. <laughs> Yikes. It's always sad when someone gets shunned and doesn't live long enough to be unshunned again. That's not me grunting and and and, and um, squealing like a little piggy. That's Toby. <laughs> oh, he's such a little human. Gotcha. All right. <clears throat> Oh. Um, <clears throat> who's today's poet? Who's today's poet, Toby? Oh, it's Fanny Greville. F- 
Fanny Gravel. <clears throat> Fanny Gravel was from the 18th century. No idea of her date of birth or death. But the poem is called Prayer for Indifference. That's a nice name. I ask no kind return of love, no tempting charm to please, far from the heart those gifts remove, that sighs for peace and ease. For peace, nor peace, what? For, what? Nor peace, nor ease the heart can know. But, like the needle true, turns at the touch of joy and woe, but turning trembles too. I'm, um, one line, one bar to go left, but I thought I'd record a little selfie so you guys can see my little boy. All right. <laughs> Just press record. This is how I'm podcasting tonight, guys. Um, <clears throat> the last line of the poem. Far as distress the soul can wound, tis pain in each degree, tis bliss, but to a certain bound beyond is agony. What do you think, Toby? Is that good? I think that's a yes. I think you liked it. All right, guys. From my studio with my little bubba. Thanks for listening. Well, I should probably say that into the microphone. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.